Happy Thursday and welcome to Dateline New Haven. This is Paul Bass inviting you to look behind the headlines on the stories that make our community tick. It's another edition of Headlines and Baselines. Latest headlines mostly from the New Haven Independent about local news, little commentary, and then songs inspired by these headlines. Take them to another level. Here's a headline from this week's Independent. Worker owner, in quotes, won't shut up for severance. The worker in question is Jisoo Shin. She's one of six people who work at Artists and Craftsmen, which is, among artists, a very popular store, one of two in town of art supplies like Hull's, that people count on for uh, making art. It's important New Haven. It's on Chapel Street. Kind of a beat block that's getting a makeover. It's got a historic half on one side and new apartments rising on the other between Orange and Church, a block from the green. But the store is going out of business. People are kind of sad about that. It's got a clearance sale. Jisoo and I think some of her co-workers, though they didn't say for sure, were offered a severance agreement that they don't want to sign. That sounds nice. You can give people a month extra pay. They don't make tons of pay, a little more minimum wage. But they love working there, actually, and they think the people who run it locally are nice. But it's a national chain that calls itself an employee-owned company, and technically it is. You do get stock options. But you don't get your rights. In the severance document they were asked to sign, there were two clauses that caught Jisoo's eyes. I was so impressed. A young woman who was doing her homework and not just getting rolled over. It said you can't release any details of the severance agreement and you can't say anything about the company negative if you're going to take some money. Whether or not you believe that a company should be able to do that, and I don't, I don't think you should hold, when you're not paying people a lot of money and then you're putting them out of work for nothing they did wrong, the idea that they should also have to give up rights in order to get a little bit of severance to which they're certainly entitled after they put in all their time for years to help you run your company and take in revenues. Whether or not you agree with me on that, the the National Labor Relations Board has ruled that you can't do that. So it'll have to be tested if the company, this worker-owned company, fights its own workers for asking to sign, to follow the law. But Jisoo has said she's bringing her complaint to the NLRB. And again, the NLRB didn't make that change until the Democrat was elected president and appointed people who are pro-worker, even though Republicans claim they're pro-worker. And some of them are, but the last president appointed people who weren't, but this president did. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out, but I salute, like today we are, we salute the workers at Artists and Craftsmen for not being bullied by their employer to give up their rights to do what the coasters enjoy doing on this song, which is yakety yak. Take out the papers and the trash. Just finish cleaning up your room Let's see that dust fly with that broom Get all that garbage out of sight Or you don't go out Friday night Yaggity yak Don't talk back You just put on your coat and hat And walk yourself to the laundry mat And when you finish doing that Bring in the dog and put out the cat don't talk back.
Boy, that was back in the days when they did hits that were a minute and 43 seconds. Wow. The Coasters, yakety yak. And we're going to yakety yak all we want, even if corporate overlords are trying to squeeze every penny out of us and make us desperate to give up our rights otherwise. There's still a reason to be a person who has something to say and the freedom to say it. And we're saying it here on Headlines and Baselines, WNHHFM, your home for community radio. It's Headlines and Baselines Day. And another headline from The Independent, pro-Palestinian protesters crash governor's speech. Ned Lamont, the governor, was giving a speech at uh, Southern. They had a banquet hall there where the Greater New Haven Chamber of Commerce was having their annual regional legislative outlook. So all sorts of lawmakers were there. The banquet hall was full. It was the morning. And besides business leaders, they had the state senators and representatives from around this area. And the governor. The governor was giving a keynote speech. He got started. And he said, you know, Tweed New Haven Airport, the railways, New Haven's going great. And then all of a sudden, a dozen young protesters swept into the room. People who were calling for a ceasefire in the war in Gaza. And a woman started, they chanted, and then a woman yelled at the, well, one guy was yelling, a woman called out to the governor and said, we want you to demand a ceasefire. She's also upset that he, she, he signed a trade pact with, um, he went on a business mission to Israel to do some work with tech companies, which I think actually a lot of those people would agree with that the protesters are saying, but that's a, that's a different issue. And they didn't let Ned talk. So Ned said, okay, I hear you. Let's talk. And they said, you know, you're not going to talk. This isn't business as usual. And they yelled him down. So he gave up and walked to the side. They chanted for a little while. And then the, they, the protesters and the police did a good job of then having people leave the hall, letting the event resume. They chanted a little more outside and left. This is a new normal. Ned Lamont, when he ran for Senate in 2006, this first time most of the country heard of him, he was an anti-war candidate against the Iraq War. He said he thought the protesters had some points that were interesting to talk about. He also talked about the violence on the side of Hamas and against Israel. You know, complicated issue. It's an important issue. What struck me was that the day before that, a state legislator was telling me that he felt his colleagues need to understand that this is going to happen a lot. That the vocal people who are very upset about the war there and the millions of Gazans losing their lives are going to be showing up. And they're going to, even if legislators are local and don't really have anything to do with the war they're going to be pressed to make comments on it and when this is all done you know so important now it's to discuss what's happening there and it's so horrible the loss of lives on both sides and the hatred by the leaders on both sides not the people but the hatred of the leaders and it's difficult to see a good result but I do know that pessimism is not necessarily always accurate. It's not true that the worst outcome always happens even if we have trouble seeing how we can find our way to peace. But one thing that's true is that the people who fight the wars live with the impacts for years, sometimes forever. Not everybody, some go back to their lives. But it's something that seems to shake so many people, destroy a lot of lives that they're the damage too. State Cleves had a song I find very powerful about it. Played it here before. He called uh, Still Fighting the War for a different conflict that the U.S. was involved in in Afghanistan. Hard times coming home now Can't get your feet on the ground Got some issues and no one wants you around Barely sleeping and you can't get through to VA on the phone No one's hiring and no one wants to give you a go And everyone else is carrying on just like they've always done before You've been home for a couple of years now, buddy, but you're still fighting the war Back to Fallujah Lost another best friend Three tours of duty And you're wondering when it's all gonna end Bodies broken and bone shattered Blood and dust in your mouth Getting weary but you're running With the few and the proud 
Sometimes you wonder why you went You never wonder what you stayed on for You've been home for a couple of years now, buddy But you're still fighting the war Men go off to war for a hundred reasons Are they all That bay for a while, some will pin you to the floor. You've been home for a couple of years now, buddy, but you're still fighting the war. The bedspread is fraying, faded and tearing apart. Two strangers holding each other in the dark. Tell me, what were you dreaming? How many heroes are scattered out into the wind? And all the happily ever after is turned to broken dishes and slamming doors. You've been home for a couple of years now, buddy, but you're still fighting the war. Fight for a hundred reasons. They all come back with the same demons. Slade Cleave still fighting the war. Sad stuff. All right. And uh, here we are. Headlines and baselines. Other headlines. People. Partners. Pets. Settle at X Hotel. It's a really good story. I recommend it. The Independent by Nora Grace Flood. She followed up when the, after the first headlines came out weeks ago. That New Haven was trying another approach to helping people who are unhoused that's the word we use now for people experiencing homelessness there are a lot of them it's growing they're visible some don't want traditional forms of help some don't want to go to shelters so the days in on fox and boulevard city bought it converted into a 55 apartment facility for people who've been homeless to start trying to rebuild their lives, come and move and have their own place rather than shelter. They come with their pets, they come with their partner, and they'll have help on site to help them get their life straightened out. I, I hope it's a promising project. We want it to work. And we know that at some point there'll be headlines about a day that doesn't go well. These are people, whether the reason songs you heard before or other reasons, their lives hit the skids, and it's not like you snap your fingers and everything's fine now. Nora checked out how it's going after a few weeks. And one thing she found, which I kind of take heart in, is not all filled yet, even though there are plenty of people that are trying to do it right. The City Hall High Continuum of Care is a nonprofit that also runs uh, our program for um, non-police response to emergency calls when they're not involving violence. And Compass. So they're taking time to try to do it right. They got 15 people in after a few weeks. No complaints we're hearing yet. And uh, the... Um, Nora focused on a woman, Deborah Jimenez, who had been homeless, had a lot of things happen, not good in her life. Since she's been in there, she's working on her degree. She's there. She's um, getting it together. She's uh, looking for housing, getting help for that, and feeling better and feeling like she could take take charge, looking for jobs. And uh, we're hoping that, as Mahalia Jackson's saying, more and more people at the old days in will be on their way. I'm on my way to Canaan land. I'm on my way oh, to Canaan land. On my way Canaan land. Ooh, on my way Hallelujah, I'm on my way Well, I'm on my way To Canaan land I'm on my way Oh, to Canaan land On my way Canaan land On my way Glory, hallelujah I'm on my way 
very hard time But I'm on my way I had a mighty hard time On my way Mighty hard time Lord, on my way On my way Glory, hallelujah On my way Now if you don't go Don't you hinder me If you won't go Jackson's on her way, and so at least if some of the people Nora Grace Flood met at the former Days Inn turned homelessness transitional facility on Fox and Boulevard. Let's hope we're all on our way to someplace good. Headlines and baselines, WNHHFM. Looking behind the headlines of the local news from the New Haven Independent and turning on the music inspired by those stories. Here's a headline. Report come. Time to start closing schools. That was an interesting story by Maya McFadden about how the city's looking at how they're losing enrollment. Over a decade, they seen that continue. And they have a lot of schools in bad shape and too many schools. So they're suggesting that we start a process now, which the Board of Ed is starting, to close some schools, fix up others, and combine some classes. 3,100 fewer pre-K to 12 students are in schools today than there were six years ago, seven years ago. The projection is that another 1740 will leave in the next decade. If those trends continue, it does make sense to close schools. Some of the commenters in the Independent were saying, don't be so sure about these trends. We've had a lot of immigration in New Haven. That's why... It's primarily from Latin America. That's why now a plurality, soon to be a majority of public school students are Latino. <clears throat> Interesting fact. Very good news because these are people coming from immigrant families, a lot of them, who really want to be here and are contributing a lot to our community. I thought the commenters had a good point. I'm not sure where I ended this. I'm not an expert on demographics. But it is true you could be caught then. We've invested so much in these schools, I think close to $2 billion fixing up all our schools. And yeah, we can make some quick one-time money selling them, or we could use them for other purposes. But then we lose the flexibility, and we'll probably have ended up not having a financial benefit if we have to go out and start building a school again. Just a thought. thought it was a fair point. Here's what's stuck in my craw. The fact that only two out of 43 existing schools are in good condition, folks. We just spent $2 billion. Okay, just. People like me are old say just. Over the last two decades, we got almost all of it from the state, but not all of it, to build or rebuild all these schools. They're beautiful. They're palaces. I say, hallelujah. That's great. 
We want kids to go to nice schools. But from day one, people said, are you going to keep them up? And from day one, we didn't. From day one, we had boilers breaking. Kids had to be sent home in bad weather because things weren't working in the building. The air was no good, which made it much harder to deal with COVID. So they're talking in some cases fine money for repairs. They're going to be catching up with the bad conditions. It's a Shonda. It's a shame. It's a embarrassment that we don't invest like that. And the people involved said, well, we had to grab all that state money coming because we had put so little of our own. It was a great investment. I get that. And that should have been up to the state to give us money to keep up the facilities. Hmm. That suggests there is a free lunch. There's not. So I hope they do do the maintenance because we want kids to have great schools. We want them to be able to breathe in them too and not shiver. So whatever comes, as Michelle Schock said in this song, will be too little, too late. Too little, too late. Michelle Shock's 1989 album, Captain Swing. That was before New Haven spent billions of dollars rebuilding all its schools. And now, as Maya McFadden report, only two of the 43 schools are in good condition. Something to think about. On headlines and baselines, WNHHFM 103.5, live streamed at newhavenindependent.org. Here's another. Two headlines that go together. CT, that's Connecticut, CT cannabis market reaches new high in December, comma, 274 million in sales for 2023. A lot of legal cannabis being sold in this state. Regulated, make sure it's safe, although it's very powerful compared to in our old old day. Another headline, story by Laura Glesby, state sues smoke shop. For alleged cannabis sales. Hmm. Arethusa, it's a smoke shop. One of the 9,481 smoke shops in New Haven. Give or take. A few thousand. Turns out, surprise, surprise, dying and not surprise, that smoke shops are selling cannabis even though they don't have licenses for it. As Josh Elliott, who led the charge for legalizing cannabis, said, it kind of was a mistake. It was a compromise. He felt he had to make to pass it. That we have so few people selling cannabis and we help some make a lot of money. The idea was originally to make sure that was people who were harmed by the drug war, but often it's these big conglomerates or, or people who were not harmed by the drug war. He felt, and this is funny that it always comes to progressives saying this, even though it's such a free market position, I share the view with him. We should have let everyone sell it, and yeah, regulate it, make sure it's safe. So in any case, of course, everyone's going to the smoke shop to buy something to smoke. 
and they're buying thirsty trap cannabis at this one place which is legal it's a cannabis flower one of seven smoke shops in the state that you state attorney general william tong is suing for selling allegedly uh, cannabis when they shouldn't be you know i do have a concern that there's a lot of unregulated drugs being sold kratom there's a new, they call it liquid heroin or something at the gas stations, that it's, it's addictive. Some of them are opioids, or some of them might have fentanyl, other stuff mixed in them. I know you say, oh, you're just being a square, foggy warning about dangers, but I think there's a reason to have rules. I don't think we should be having such strict rules about who can sell. I think everyone should be able to sell and let the best marketer, the hardest worker, the person who gets the best product to win. But we don't want to poison people. We don't want to help some big companies get rich or some sleazy traffickers get rich poisoning people with bad drugs. With drugs that have crap in them that can make people sick or die. Sorry, I feel that way. And the coasters... Oh, I gotta get the... Um, I'm sorry. Uh, I just gotta pull up a song on that another song from the coasters that really can relate to thirsty trap cannabis which is a flower that in addition to getting you high can make you sick in that sense you might as well call it some poison ivy She comes on like a rose, but everybody knows she'll get you in touch. Now you can look, but you better not touch. Boys and need an ocean of calamine lotion or something else maybe narcan buying some of the poison ivy at the smoke shops in new haven according to the attorney general that was the coasters on wnhh's headlines and baselines local headlines good music that it might that it's inspired by here's another headline thomas works to restore election trust thomas is secretary of the state stephanie thomas finished, finished the first year 
she came here for an interview. She's been here a couple of times on the radio, talk about how she wants to work for elections you can believe in, elections you can trust. She got her big challenge with Bridgeport because yet again, they caught these people allegedly uh, harvesting Epstein ballots illegally, getting big batches of them, picking them up from the campaign, from people and depositing them in deposit bags. And big batches, so they doing do-over elections that's coming up in just a week after next in uh, in Bridgeport. So she sent down, she told us how she's sending down not one monitor, but two in the clerk's office there to watch how people are handling the absentee ballots. And instead of just having legal experts there who know the law, there are also people who have physically done the work at the local level and the state level handling absentee ballots in the past so they know how it works. She also said, and I agree with her, that her office doesn't do this. We need better way to regulate, to crack down on people who cheat. Because the people who allegedly cheated in this Bridgeport election, four years ago, same person they caught on camera this time. Did it last time. Complaint brought to the agency, not Stephanie's agency, that polices this, the State Elections Enforcement Commission. And by the time they ruled on it, it was long past the election, it was over. Slapped the person on the wrist, so they went and just did it again. Stephanie suggests that you have a 30 to 60 day window in which you got to rule on this stuff. I'm for her on that. She also says, I asked if that made her reconsider this idea that a lot of election reform advocates, especially Democrats, want to have universal absentee balloting, no excuses. Everyone just sends one to you. And I've always had doubts about that because what happened in Bridgeport, it's worse there and there are a lot more absentees there. But it's happened here. Anytime I've done a story, I haven't done a lot of them where I go interview people who submitted absentee ballots, elderly people. They didn't know what really happened. Some person came from a campaign, signed this up, bring it back. A lot of times they were breaking the law. But in any case, didn't feel like free elections to me. Didn't feel like kosher elections to me. Stephanie pointed out that well more than 99% of elections run smoothly. There isn't the fraud that people know of. They're not cheating that changes an election. There are good arguments for this universal rule is that you get rid of people lying about why they're doing absentee ballots. The same one could do it. Oh, I'm going to be away. Well, you're not going to be away. Or, and if she feels the state perhaps could look at how some other states have done this, because we have a constitutional amendment coming to have this no excuses balloting. You know, she feels more people vote. That's a good thing. Make it easier. We should always make it easier. And that you could have the state handle it, send out the ballots themselves, not distributed through campaigns. You know, I want to keep an open mind because I'm not an expert on this. I don't want to be reactionary, but I guess just my own experiences make me skeptical. Because you know what? When it comes to power and people seeking power, they might say they care about the rules, but they really care about the power. So if that does mean cheating or bending the rules, they're going to do it. I don't know if that's what Earth, Wind, and Fire was thinking when they did this song, but they hit it on the nail of the head. They hit the nail on the head. It's the way of the world. Stay young at heart I could should never, never 
won't you hear me now? Don't 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 you hear me now? That's the way of the world, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Boy, what a beautiful song. You know, the soaring, arranging with the vocals, riding in them, the bass, the kind of piquant guitar solos in between. That's a perfect song. I, I guess they probably were not thinking about absentee ballot fraud. I think they had a much more positive idea of the way of the world that I do share, which is that love is the way of the world here on Headlines and Baselines, WNHHFM, Local Headlines commentary and music here's a headline fair haven votes for garden beds now people say how can you write stories like that in the independent i think they're important actually just as important as taxes or crime this is about grand acres in fair haven it's a community garden we have a bunch a lot of community gardens in new haven this is one of the really successful ones at perkins and grand and the community management team that's a community group in the neighborhood they get some money from the city do small amounts of projects to support. They can have a big difference. So they voted 250 bucks to help the organizers of Grand Acres build seven new flower beds, seven foot by two, seven by two foot wooden boards. Do you know that one garden? It's not huge. A lot gets grown there, but it's just basically what used to be a house lot across from a school building. It's not going to be apartments. 44 people worked that garden. Volunteers. They produce 421 pounds of vegetables for the community. That's what they did last year. They go to the library. You can pick up your squashes, your beans, your cucumbers. They work together with Fairhaven Community Health Center to get people with diabetes or other health problems to eat healthy, grow their own food. They teach kids there how to work the land. I mean, what could be better than that? What could tie to everything from health to community to... I mean, that just kind of says it all in my view. And the Afro-Semitic experience has a new album out that made me think, I may have thought of it when I read the story because the first song on it kind of describes what's happening at Fairhaven. The new album is called uh, My Feet Began to Pray. And this song is Unity in the Community. and brothers who finally got it right let's face up each other black brown yellow blue white let's cherish all the color instead of spitting spites the highest we can be community we had an organization called that new haven years back it's our aspiration and we often find it 
And one way you find unity is do great stuff like planting great grand acres, appreciating each other, community gardens. Another way is to fight back against predatory capitalists or companies, private companies that get the government to allow them to have a monopoly on stuff we need, like electricity or phone service. And they get to make all sorts of money without the competition or with very little competition and take advantage of people for the profit. I think that's totally bonkers. But in any case, Frontier used to be AT&T. They are one of the biggest villains in that utility world. And the Consumer Council's office, the state, is going after them. Headline, Consumer Council calls for investigation into Frontier Service Standards. They uh, filed a petition with uh, the regulator of utilities, Public Utilities Regulatory Authority, PURA, saying that since 2015, over and over again, Frontier just fails in every measure of what, in return for their ability to soak us for money for phone service and cable, they just never meet any standards for keeping people safe, for installing stuff right, for repairing stuff, for showing up when they're going to repair stuff, for fixing outages within 24 hours so that people can call if they need emergency help. They're seeking fines. And I hope they kick their butt. Matter of fact, I hope people wake up and stop giving these private companies free reign to soak us for stuff we need. I don't have publicly owned utilities. In any case, I do, though, think we have to appeal for help from the long-distance operators the band sang with Bob Dylan on the basement tapes.
Long Distance Operator. That's the band from the Basement Tapes. This is Paul Bass thanking you for listening to us today. Headlines and Baselines, WNHHFM. Hope you have a great weekend. Martin Luther King weekend. A really great time to reflect and be inspired by the work he did and his amazing speeches you hear over and over again but that just sound fresh each time and get you right to your bones and to your soul and get you refreshed and ready to aim high as an individual and as a community, as a society. Babs Earl's Ivy plans to play some of those speeches Monday morning from 9 to 11. On Tuesday, we're going to hear from the Afro-American Experience in the studio, Warren Bird, Warren Bird and David Shevin, leaders about their new album, some of which you heard on this show today. We're going to take it out with my favorite, one of my two favorite classic tunes of theirs over the 25 years. The Afro-Semitic Experience, I Wish I Knew How It Would Feel to Be Free, from the group CD, A Plea for Peace. This is Paul Bass inviting you to fly free with us all day and all night at WNHH, New Haven's home for community radio. Mm-hmm.